You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, welcome to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm so glad you're here. We are just going to be reading the Bible here in a conversational way. Hopefully just a, a way to interact with the Bible, maybe in a refreshing way that you haven't heard before. We're going through the book of Genesis. And uh, where we're at right now is we're looking at Joseph. And Joseph gained favor working in the captain of the guard's house in Egypt. Remember, he wasn't really, quote-unquote, supposed to be in Egypt because he was sold there by his brothers who were jealous, and he had dreams of what the future would be, and they did not like that. He was the favorite of his father, so on and so forth. But here he was in Egypt, and he gained favor. The Lord granted him favor in the eyes of the uh, captain of the guard, but then he lost it (laughs) by no fault of his own. He ended up in prison, and then he gained favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And things were kind of looking up as he interpreted the dream of another prisoner, the uh, king's cupbearer, who was in prison at the time, uh, who, but then three days later, was released back into the king's service. So Joseph said to the cupbearer, hey, remember me when you're free. And well, we'll see what happens. But uh, here's something to keep in mind. Joseph waits for moments. All right, some are high, some are low. But he finds himself ready for them all. And when the tables turn and his literal dreams come true, how will he respond to the moment? Let's pick this story up again in Genesis 41 through 43. At the end of two full years, Pharaoh dreamed he stood by the river Seven cattle came up out of the river. They were sleek and fat, and they fed in the marsh grass. Seven other cattle came up after them out of the river, ugly and thin, and stood by the other cattle on the brink of the river. The ugly and thin cattle ate up the seven sleek and fat cattle. So Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time. And seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, healthy and good. Seven heads of grain, thin and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy and full ears. Pharaoh awoke, and it was a dream. In the morning, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all of Egypt's magicians and wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but... There was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults today. Uh, Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard with the chief baker. We dreamed a dream in one night, he and I. Each man dreamed according to the interpretation of his dream. There was with us there a a young man, a Hebrew servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams. He interpreted to each man according to his dream. 
as he interpreted to us, so it was. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. Well, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. He shaved himself, changed his clothing, and came into Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've dreamed a dream, and there's no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It isn't in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph. In my dream, I stood on the brink of the river, and seven fat and sleek cattle came up out of the river. They fed in the marsh grass, and seven other cattle came up after them, poor and very ugly and thin, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for ugliness. The thin and ugly cattle ate up the first seven fat cattle, and when they had eaten them up, it couldn't be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ugly as the at the beginning. So I awoke, I saw in my dream, and seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, full and good, and seven heads of grain, withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads of grain. I told it to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. What God's about to do, he's declared to Pharaoh. The seven good cattle are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. The dream is one. The seven thin and ugly cattle that came up after them are seven years, and also the seven empty heads of grain blasted with the east wind. They will be seven years of famine. That's the thing which I've spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt are coming. Seven years of famine will arise after them, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land, and the plenty will not be known in the land by reason of that famine which follows, for it will be very grievous. The dream was doubled to Pharaoh because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, uh, therefore, let Pharaoh look for a discreet and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint overseers of the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt's produce in the seven plenteous years. Let them gather all the food of these good years that come and store grain under the hand of Pharaoh for food in the cities and, and let them keep it. The food will be a supply to the land against the seven years of famine which will be in the land of Egypt so that... The land will not perish through the famine. Well, this thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? (laughs) Pharaoh said to Joseph, Because God has shown you all this, there is no one so discreet and wise as you. You shall be over my house. All the people will be ruled according to your word. Only in the throne I will be greater than you. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. He gave him a ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, Bow the knee! He set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. Without you, no man shall lift up his hand or his foot. In all the land of Egypt. 
Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphanath Paneah. He gave him Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, as a wife. Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. <laughs> Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. In the seven plenteous years, the earth produced abundantly. He gathered up all the food of the seven cities which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. He stored food in each city from the fields around that city. Joseph laid up grain as the sand of the sea very much until he stopped counting for it was without number. To Joseph were born two sons before the year of the famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for, he said, God has made me forget all of my toil and my father's house. The name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. The seven years of plenty that were in the land of Egypt came to an end. The seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph had said. There was a famine in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, do. The famine was over all the surface of the earth. Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. The famine was severe in the land of Egypt. All countries came to Egypt, to Joseph, to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the earth. Now, Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, and Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? He said, I've heard that there's grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy for us from there so that we may live and not die. Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob didn't send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he said, lest perhaps harm happen to him. The sons of Israel came to buy among those who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves down to him with their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers, and he recognized them, but acted like a stranger to them, and spoke roughly with them. He said to them, oh, Where'd you come from? They said, oh, From the land of Canaan, to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed about them, and said to them, You're spies. You've come to see the nakedness of the land. Uh, they said to him, no, no my lord, uh, but your servants have come to buy food. We're all one man's sons. We're honest men. Your servants are not spies. He said to them, no, but you've come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, no, we, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan, and, and the youngest is today with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, it's like I told you, saying, you are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go from here unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him get your brother and you shall be bound that your words may be tested. Whether there's truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. He put them all together into custody for three days. 
Joseph said to them the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. If ye are honest men, then let one of your brothers be bound in your prison, but you go. Carry grain for the famine of your houses. Bring your youngest brother to me. So will your words be verified, and you won't die. They did so, and they said to one another, "Ah, We're certainly guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us, and we wouldn't listen. Therefore this distress has come upon us. Reuben answered them, saying, Well, didn't I tell you, saying, Don't sin against this child, and you wouldn't listen? Therefore also, behold, his blood is required. They didn't know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. He turned himself away from them and wept. And then he returned to them and spoke to them and took Simeon from among them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their bags with grain and to restore each man's money into his sack and to give them food for the way. So it was done to them. They loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there. As one of them opened his sack to give his donkey food in the lodging place, he saw his money. Behold, it it was in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, My money is restored. Look, it's my sack. Their hearts failed them, and they turned, trembling to one another, saying, What is this that God has done to us? They came to Jacob, their father, to the land of Canaan, and told him all that had happened to them, saying, "Uh, The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly with us and took us for spies in the country. We said to him, No, we're honest men. We're no spies. We're twelve brothers, sons of our father, once no more, and the youngest is today with our father in the land of Canaan. The man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I will know that you're honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your houses, and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me, and then I'll know that you're not spies, but that you're honest men. So I will deliver your brother to you, and you shall trade in the land. Well, As they emptied their sacks, each man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, Simeon is no more, and you want to take Benjamin away? All these things are against me. Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons if I don't bring him to you. Entrust him to my care, and I will bring him to you again. He said, My son shall not go down with you. For his brother is dead, and he only is left. If harm happens to him along the way in which you go, then you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. The famine was severe in the land. When they had eaten up the grain which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little more food. Judah spoke to him, saying, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you'll send our brother with us, we'll go down and buy you food. But if you don't send him, we won't go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly, telling the man that you had another brother? They said, the man asked us directly concerning ourselves and concerning our relatives, saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? We just answered his questions. Is there any way we could know he would say, bring your brother down? 
Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the boy with me, and we'll get up and go, so that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I'll be collateral for him. From my hand you will require him. If I don't bring him to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For if we hadn't delayed, surely we would have returned a second time by now. Their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take from the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry down a present for the man, a little balm, a little honey, uh, spices and myrrh, nuts and almonds, and take double money in your hand and take back the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Uh, Take your brother also. Get up and return to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release to you your other brother and Benjamin. If I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. The men took that present, and they took double money in their hand, and Benjamin, and got up, went down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house, and butcher an animal, and prepare, for the men will dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph commanded, and the man brought the men to Joseph's house. The men were afraid, because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time we're brought in, that he may seek occasion against us, attack us, and seize us as slaves along with our donkeys. They came near to the steward of Joseph's house, and they spoke to him at the door of the house, and said, Oh, my lord, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. When we came to the lodging place, we opened our sacks, and each man's money was in the mouth of a sack, our money in full weight. We've brought it back in our hand, and we brought down other money in our hand to buy food. We don't know who put the money in our sacks. He said, Peace be to you. Don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your money. He brought Simeon out to them. The man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet. He gave their donkeys fodder. They prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they should eat bread there. When Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed themselves down to the earth before him. He asked them of their welfare and said, Is your father well? The old man of whom you spoke, is he... Yet alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He, he is still alive. They bowed down humbly. He lifted up his eyes and saw Benjamin, his brother, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? He said, God be gracious to you, my son. And Joseph hurried, for his heart yearned over his brother, and he sought a place to weep. And he entered into his room and wept there. He washed his face and came out. He controlled himself and said, Serve the meal. They served him by himself and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians don't eat with the Hebrews, for that's an abomination to the Egyptians. They sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled with one another. He sent portions to them from before him, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. They drank and were merry with him. 
the tables turned and Joseph is realizing his dreams as a teenager are coming true. He has all the power and all the leverage and his brothers don't even recognize him. Okay, so this could be a great story of revenge, but we instead see Joseph preparing for moments. It's what established him in Potiphar's house. It's what got him out of prison. It's ultimately what God uses to keep his promise to protect his people, Israel. Are you patiently preparing for the moments God provides? Or are you taking things into your own hand with the limited information you have? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.